Yeah, we, we could cut that part out for you. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it just really proves how much of a two-faced bitch I am. <laughs> you cleaning your teeth live right now? Yeah, and I have <laughs> lipstick. Ben, are you flushing the toilet right now? What up? <laughs> you did not just flush the toilet, Ben. <laughs> we spent $100 million and bought it for one more year. Wow, everybody give Claudia an applause. She deserved it. The Lord's work. I What's up and welcome back to another episode of Redirected. I'm your host, Andrew East, and this is a show where we sit down and talk with people about how they made it through some of life's unexpected events. Today, I had a blast with this one. We sit down and talk with Claudia Oshray, who you might know as Girl With No Job, and talk to her about how she got into making social media a full-time job. She has an amazing personality, and uh, we had a really fun conversation. If you haven't yet, I would be honored if you took the time to subscribe and rate this show. It is our goal here to help inspire and encourage others to make it through whatever unexpected event or challenge they might be confronting in life right now. And you subscribing and rating the show helps us do that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this one with Claudia Oshray. Claudia, thank you for joining. I'm really excited for this. Me too. Like I am an East family stan and this is a big day for me. Gosh, we're honored. I'm, I'm a little intimidated staring at the poster behind you that's pointing straight at me. You know what? It's, it's supposed to be art, but it's like very aggressive. And in these, these current climates, like I really feel like I should take it down. <laughs> you, seem, you seem like someone that uh, would be you know, up on the political and the, the, you'd have the pulse of the, the current events. You know, I know like what's cool and what's not. And honestly, that piece of art is not cool right now. I, I mean, the colors are, are nice. It's cool. And it says, don't post that. Like I'm an Instagrammer, you know. <laughs> Sean and I are looking at, at like, like buying art. Like that's like an adult thing now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and then you like look at the, a blank wall and all of a sudden it's not, it's not cool. Like you actually want to have a piece of art on there. So yeah, that's, I feel like how you know you're growing up. Yeah. 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 We're old. You start caring about your walls. <laughs> where, where do you get your art? everywhere um i have pieces in my apartment from all over the country some of it is from israel some of it's online some of it's gallery i just really i buy art that i think is cool not that has any value so if i ever like need to sell this art it's probably worthless (laughs) i'm really excited for this gladi you just you just ball energy uh where did you grow up in new york in the city i went to college in the city and now i live here so i really never left where'd you go to school NYU, New York University. Wow. One of Sean's good friends, Nastia Lucan, went there. I don't know if you She know. did? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. I can't imagine we ran in similar social circles. Like, she was with all the athletes, and, like, I was with all the Jews, but whatever. <laughs> what did you study there? Well, when I first got there, I was actually a physics major, and I started what? doing – I know, every time I say that, people, like, are like, what? Wow. I really – I was, and I really liked it, but I started doing Girl With No Job my freshman year at college, and I started, like – making money and becoming sort of successful. So it felt kind of stupid to have a useless major. Um, so I ended up transferring to the media and communication school and graduated with a media culture and communications degree, which is also useless, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so you, you were in college and you were doing the social media thing and killing it the whole time, huh? Well, not the whole time, but I started when I was a freshman. And by the time I graduated, it was, I had like a million followers and it was like enough of a business that I didn't have to graduate and get what everyone would consider a real job. Um, but it's been growing since I started. And by the time I graduated, I think I had like a million followers. Wow. What was it like to be famous in college? You know what? It's not what you think. <laughs> and every time I meet like YouTubers or anyone who's like, 
popular on social and also goes to like a real NYU is like not really collegey. It's not, there's not like a community. There's not a campus. So when I meet girls who like have YouTube accounts that go to like USC and I'm like, how cool are you? Because for me, like nobody knew, nobody cared. Like everyone at NYU was like anti mainstream when I'm over here, like posting about the Kardashians. So like they didn't understand me at all. Um, but I do like, people always think that I had that experience when I truly did not. We were talking about pop culture and I realized like, holy smokes. Claudia kind of sets pop culture to like, you kind of lead it. No, I make fun wow. of it. But like they're, they're, it's just so crazy. Like you, you are actually like a part of it. And I'm just someone who like comments on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I feel like you do a better job at what you're, what you do than we do at what we do. But. No, you guys are so great. Like you guys, I'm, I'm really like East Family Stan. I really feel like you guys have such like, you've maintained this level of like relatability and like, intimacy that's like super authentic that doesn't really exist anymore online because everyone is just faking it thanks yeah no we're faking that too um so oh, me too <laughs> yeah describe to people uh who might not be familiar first of all i apologize if there's anybody in my audience claudia that's listening that doesn't know you i apologize on their behalf that is really kind of you but it hasn't ha it's not the first time i've had to introduce myself yes i'm <laughs> claudia ashray i run the instagram account girl called girl with no job and I have a morning show called The Morning Toast. I'm on tour, the Dirty Jeans tour. Comedian, Instagrammer, host, singer, everything. Okay, I do have to say, I was just watching your, um, you did that interview with The Morning Toast. Yeah, I hosted with my sister, Jackie. It's like a social morning show. So it live streams on YouTube every morning. So your performance at the end of that was hilarious. No, I know. Like that needs to, that needs to be a video in and of itself. I know, honestly, like, it's just so funny because I, I just released a song just because I really like love music and I love singing and I'm, and I'm not a terrible singer. I'm actually a pretty good singer, but I released it like not that I think that I'm the next Mariah Carey. It's just like something I've always wanted to do. It was really like a dream come true for me. So when we started to perform it, I was like, I cannot take myself too seriously because like I am inherently just this like funny, jokey person. And if I out, I'm out here with like backup dancers and choreography, like people will think I'm taking myself too seriously. And it just turned into like this mess that was amazing. And I cannot watch that video without hysterically laughing. I, it, it was like too, it was too good. If you guys haven't, the, the audience should check it out for sure. Cause yeah, the mic goes bad and then it's premium it off so well. That's it's live television, baby. You got to do what <laughs> yeah, you got to do. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm curious. Tell me like, so you, you gave us a, your chron chronology through life. Mm -hmm. I want to know about like Claudia's family. Cause how'd you get this personality? Well, I grew up with all sisters and that's amazing, but it's tough to get a word in. Everyone is like super loud, super bold, super outgoing. So I think I just like became this like loud, annoying person out of necessity. And then it kind of stuck. Um, and I think I attribute like a lot of my like boldness and personality just to growing up in New York and being Jewish. It's definitely like a personality trait being Jewish. That's not really religious. It's more of like a personality thing. Um, I don't know. Like when, people are always shocked when they meet me because when you know someone online and you get to know them like in their life on Instagram, it's really not usually what it seems. Like when you meet them in person, they're like super quiet or different because they put up this front. But so when people meet me, they're like, oh my God, you are exactly the same, maybe like a little bit crazier. And, <laughs> but I'm, and I'm like, thank you, that is an authentic brand. Oh my gosh. Um, do you feel like doing all this online stuff has made you more or less obnoxious because i've i've doing all the youtube videos like i just start yelling all the time now i used to never do that and now it's like it's who i am 
it takes a very brave person to like sit in the back of an Uber or sit in public at a restaurant and talk to their phone. It really is character because <laughs> it's not a normal thing. And, and people ask me all the time, they're like, you're just like Instagramming in the middle of the store. I'm like, I don't even notice it anymore. So definitely becoming girl with no job has shaped me as a woman personally. I'm definitely more outgoing, more brazen because I like have been forced to be like awkward in social situations and just like without my phone. Gosh, that's so, that is so true. And I, I'm not going to lie. You have more courage than Sean or I do. Whenever we're like, if, if we ever see something that we want to Instagram in public, like put on our story, we'll like whisper, narrate it. I don't, I don't take you as the. No, I'm not a whisperer. <laughs> but, you know, I tell on people's Instagram stories when they're like filming in public and they seem yeah. kind of awkward, you know, cause it, yeah. it, it's weird. No matter how long you do it, like you still feel weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So you you work with your sisters. Yeah. Two of my sisters. I have three and my older sister, Jackie co-hosts my show with me. Mm -hmm. And then our younger sister just graduated from college. She works for the show and she's also my tour manager for my comedy tour. Okay. So yeah, you're on tour like now the dirty jeans tour, the dirty jeans tour tickets available at girlwithnojob.com. It looks legit. Yeah, you gotta come. Schedule memorized. I'm always curious. Like, no, I am on my phone all the time going to girlwithnojob.com to see my schedule. Oh my God. How much fun has it been? Is this your first tour? This is my first tour. It's everything. Like, you know, life on the road isn't what you think it is. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of alone time. I hate being away from home, but like doing the shows, meeting the fans, like it's everything. I really feel like Taylor Swift. Like I'm just out here just like living my honest truth. Wow. I was going to say, listening to your song toast, I'm picking up some Miley Cyrus vibes. Oh, that's very kind. I've gotten Mariah Carey and now Miley Cyrus. Nice. (laughs) You perform that on your tour or no? Well, so I just released a song last week and I go back on tour next week. So I'm figuring out now how to incorporate it. Maybe I'll perform it. Maybe I'll walk out to it. Maybe we'll do a sing along. I don't know. I just want to have it be the best. I think walk out too. Wow. Yes. Um, Yeah. That would be, it's climbing up the charts. People love it. No, I mean, I'm really shocked at like how people are responding to it. Cause like I wanted to release a song, but I wasn't going to do it if it was dumb and it sounded bad. And I, I was like a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I waited so long to do it until I found the right like songwriter and producer. And when we released it, I felt like it was in a really good place to the fact that it's like, people think it's cool that I released a song, but it's also shockingly a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Are you Instagramming this right now? I'm just taking a picture. Smile. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> just for like when my Instagram story later. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, so you recently got married recently to Ben. Yes. Boy with no job. We got married, um, September, 2017. How's it been? Everything. People always ask like, how's married life? I'm like, it's the same, but better, you know? (laughs) And people, a bunch of my friends are married and a bunch of them are not. And honestly, people are always shocked that I got married so early because me and Ben got engaged when I was 21. Um, but we were together for like five years and it was just, it was, it was the time, but it's really such like a weight lifted off you because dating and, you know, courting someone is so much time. And it's like, I'm trying to build a career. I have hobbies. I don't have time to go on dates. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, And from a sentimental standpoint, I was thinking, I was like, I was like, geez, you know what? I used to, don't make fun of me, but I used to like, I used to journal. Okay. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Now Sean's like my, she's like my living journal. Yeah. She remembers everything that we did. And that's great. I I don't have to write it down now. 
That is so cute. I don't journal, but I really should because I have amnesia. I don't remember anything. Like people are like, I have to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. I'm like, it's totally fine. I will not remember. <laughs> so I really should start journaling. <laughs> um, I feel like you, I feel like you're one in the football locker room. There's, there's guys that like can memorize every single line to a movie and then like they'll regurgitate that. Yes. Do you have like that type of memory? Yeah. So just, I can't remember anything important, but like never watch Mean Girls with me. I know every single line. I know every single word to pretty much every single Taylor Swift song. Like I know useless information, but like people's birthdays, no clue. Yeah. How do you feel about T-Swift's new song? Love Live. I am like a ride or die Taylor Swift apologist. So like even if she released a piece of duty and put it on a record, I would be like, this is amazing. Well, wait. So she, she released Arrow right? Mm -hmm. The Archer. The Archer. Sorry. Sorry. And then the, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Was, she did me first. You need to calm down. And then the Archer. How, which is your favorite of those? Uh, the Archer. Really? It's so, mm -hmm. it's very, young. it's so different. It's very reminiscent of her early work, which is where I fell in love with her. Um, it's very low key. Reputation was very like electric. It wasn't my personal favorite. So I'm loving her going back to like more of her Nashville roots. Whoa. Have you ever, so yeah, yeah. Do you spend a lot of No, I've never met her. I knew you were going to ask that, but you didn't want to make me feel bad. I was going to say, you know, if you come down and hang out with us in Nashville, maybe. I know. Nashville is actually my favorite town in the country. Like if I ever moved, I would move to Nashville. One, because I love country music more than anything. Two, Nashville is such a great town. Like super like developing, tons of young people moving there. No income tax. The Gulch is so cute. That's where I would live. And three, it's like Vegas for me. Every time I go, I just black out. <laughs> it's like the funnest Broadway people are like you can go to Broadway it's touristy I'm like no you can't go to Broadway because I'm gonna be taking over <laughs> do you ever go to Broadway uh I used to go when I was in college a lot now it's like once a month so once a month that's pretty that's a good note yeah yeah do you what's your favorite bar well so um I like going to downtown sporting club they like have acts throwing and stuff I know. Oh, that's cool. Probably got like different vibes, you know? I'm yeah, I like Legends where like there's that big stage and there's like a fiddle player. Yeah. Yeah. Downtown's fun. Downtown Nashville is a good time. It's lit. Why are you, why are you like uh, New York so much? Um, I think I like it. Honestly, I don't like it. It's like super congested. The taxes are out of control. It's getting dirtier. They decriminalized peeing on the street. Like I don't love it. Um, it's great for work. Everyone I know and my whole life is here. But if I could get everyone I know to move, like I would move. To maybe Nashville. Nashville, Dallas. Dallas, really? Yeah. Anywhere. I love, I love the South because I love country music. And I love anywhere with low income tax. Who's your favorite country musician? Um, of the, it's tied. Uh, female, Casey Musgraves. Male, Luke Combs. Dang, you got good taste. Yeah, I know. Like I am obsessed with country music. Luke Combs is solid. That guy. He's the talent of our generation. I really feel like he's going to have the longest career. Like every time I watch him perform, I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to be listening to your music when I'm 80. Like he's just, he's like a Garth Brooks. Like he's a legend. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, do you, do you and Ben like hit the town hard? Do you guys go out? A lot? You know, we used to like, we both went to college here and we met when we were in college. So it's been like a good a good amount of years of us hitting the town, but now I feel like we're really starting to get into retirement. I feel myself really getting over going out. I love spending time at home with my dog. And now that I'm on tour, 
um, I'm gone so much that when I am in New York, I just want to be home and like hang out with my family and watch Housewives. I know, gosh, that's that's like the when you're young, you always uh, dream about traveling the world, and it's like that's a life. And then like you you get old enough and start traveling the world, and then and you realize it's overrated, and you just want to be at home and <laughs> yeah, and it like ruins because I used to do such fun things when I was in New York and go out all the time. Now when I'm home, I just don't leave my house. I know. I've started to like, I've started to, to really drink a lot of coffee to try to like amp my energy up and like, like, oh, I could go out and do this tonight. Yeah, hang with the kids. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. No, me neither. Um, so what was your first, when did you know you could do social media full time? Um, I think the first time I got paid because that was like 2000 and. 12 it was before the influencer industry was an industry so i didn't know that you could get paid on the internet and i got paid by burger king and i was just like shook i couldn't believe it i got the check and i was like dinner's on me it was shocking and that kind of made everyone around me kind of respect what i did more people respect money at first people like what is this hobby you have on the internet when you start making money people are like oh it's a job um so that's when i kind of realized that a i was good at it and b that i i might it might have a future What was, was there one post that like went viral for you at first or? Well, the Instagram algorithm has kind of changed how I do business, but when I was getting started and it was all chronological, I would really piggyback off of like cultural moments. So I can think of like a few major moments in pop culture where I posted something about it that real like when Caitlyn Jenner revealed her new um, identity on Vanity Fair, like the world was just shook and I posted about that when Ariana Grande performed on the Victoria's Secret fashion show and she got hit in the head with a wing like certain moments like come to mind of just like so much when Kylie revealed she was pregnant with Stormy like certain pop culture moments that you really need to like take advantage of so how do you what you just post about it as soon as you can and like use the right hashtags or like and no just kind of make make the best possible content about what's going on in a funny kind of relevant way hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy behind that. Yeah. People think it's just like, whatever. It takes work. Like, and also you're probably spending a couple hours a day consciously or, or subconsciously like staying up on. on Oh my God. The new screen time app is ruining my life. Oh my gosh. I don't like it. It's embarrassing. How much time do you, you let me tell you. I'm really screen time. (gasps) Oh my God. What are we talking here? My average is 11 and a half hours. A day. Oh my God, no, wait, it just went up. 12 hours and 40 <laughs> See, I don't like that. Like, it's embarrassing. First post is Instagram, second is YouTube, third is text, fourth is Facebook, fifth is photos, sixth is mail. Like, mortifying. You spend, you spend your sixth amount of time on, on mails? Is that right? Email. Oh, oh, mail. I think, What's yours? I think you like the male gender. Uh, <laughs> two and a half. That's it? I'm kind of, yeah, that's kind of weak sauce. I feel like I'm two and a half hours. Industry. Yeah. 52 on social networking. 52% on social networking. Like it's cool that we have those insights, but honestly, I'm good. Yeah. Nobody needs them. Support for today's episode comes from ClearBank. Your favorite Netflix show gets canceled before the second season. You draw last pick in your fantasy football draft. You're roused from sleep by the construction outside your window. The one day you can sleep in. We can't change those things, but ClearBank is changing one unfair thing. How hard it is to get funding as an entrepreneur. They know it's scary to put your house up as collateral for a bank loan and how scary and time-consuming it can be pitching investors, not to mention giving up pieces of your company if the investor likes it. 
ClearBank believes that fundraising can be easy. ClearBank has created a new way for founders to raise money without tapping into their personal resources. They can fund you anywhere from $10,000 to $10 million in a single day. All you need to do is fill out their 20-minute term sheet to get started. ClearBank works with e-commerce companies, software-as-a-service companies, and yes, mobile apps too. They have funded thousands of entrepreneurs and are on track to invest over $1 billion in 2019. As a special gift to my listeners, qualifying companies that get approved by ClearBank will get $1,000 of additional capital. To sign up, visit clearbank.com slash east. That's clear, B-A-N-C, bank with a C, dot com slash east. ClearBank, stop pitching and get back to doing what you love, growing your business. When did Ben start getting into social media? I think it was like... Um maybe a year after I started, we had just, we were like in the throes of falling in love. And I was really obsessed with like people following me. Some celebrities were following me. I was spending all my time just like talking about, thinking about scrolling on my phone. And it really got annoying for him. Um, So I kind of proposed the idea to do more male focused content. I had like 80% female following. And at first that used to really bother me. Now I like really lean into it. I know that like female social media users are so much more valuable. They're more likely to share. They're more likely to buy. but I was like, I want boys. So we made Boy With No Job, which was really supposed to be just like male targeted content, but Ben really like just ran with it. He has a very odd sense of humor. Um, and he's found like a great community of people who totally get it. Yeah, that's great. That's what I love about social media. Like, yeah, there's something for everyone. Yeah, for sure. What are your, so you, you mentioned you're Jewish. It's, I believe it's Orthodox Jew, right? Yeah, selectively. Selectively, what do your parents think of what you did? You 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 mentioned like people are slow to respect. What you- people are still slow, um, and I think people around me, especially of like an older generation, were really kind of um, reluctant to like embrace it as as a job. But once you start making money, like people really shut up. Like that was really the biggest blessing. Like loved the money, but loved the respect that came with that. Do you know what I mean? Even with your parents, because like yeah, well, people. It's just when you didn't grow up in the digital age, it's much more difficult for for you to understand it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to name any names, but like my dad uh, was like, still to this day, he's like, Hey, you need to play in the NFL. Cause like <laughs> right. whatever you're doing on online is not legit. And I'm like, but then it's like so great to talk to like people like you or just like people in the industry who, who totally get it, you know, but it's like even going into these meetings when you're meeting with like brands or agencies, like, and there's higher ups, they don't always understand it. And there's a level of like, being a little, you know, you got to show them what's up. Yeah, no. And, and I think they're when just like given the way that I talk, I talk super fast. I say like a lot. I say totally a lot. If you just follow me on Instagram, like you could think I'm just like dumb, but that's why I love like getting out and meeting people and going into meetings. Cause I really get to show like, this is all fun, but like, it's a full fledged business. I'm just, yeah, it's a, it's legit a brand and like mm-hmm. people there's, there's, there's different levels to it. Right. Like people that, pretend to be influencers like oh yeah this is me building my brand but like you having that voice speaks to that specific audience i respect right I respect thank you um by the way i've listened to like all of your interviews and there's i never got like the chicken thumb type, so. you never got what i never got you said people think you're, you're dumb. oh thank you i'm just very self like that maybe that's like an insecurity of mine i'm just like very self-aware just to be perceived like kind of cool you know you do a good job. I was watching, like, you're on CNBC. You're on freaking ABC. Like CNBC was the most fun I've ever had because 
I went when um, Snapchat went public. So I went down to the stock market to like talk about it. Yeah. And I was literally Googling in hair and makeup, like what does IPO stand for? I have no idea. And it just ended up being like such a fun segment. These like corporate finance people were just like, had no idea what was coming for them. And I had so much fun. And like, I wanted to go back and I was never invited back. You, you have to be maybe the first and only person that, to like mention nudies on CNBC. Yeah. And also mention like uh, CNBC as being a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah. You remember you mentioned the Snapchat was a spot to send nudes and they're like, they're they probably like, do we bleep that out? Uh, it's the truth. Gosh. How has your um, relationship with social media grown or evolved? Like you've clearly grown your business from, it's probably just based on social media, but now you have a tour and then a song. Like how has the whole yeah. rest I think I used to rely on it more and like I used to be kind of afraid that, you know, in one second it could all be gone because I remember when Instagram released the video feature, they like totally put out of business all the, all these creators who had worked so hard on Vine. And so like that instability of, of social media always like left a pit in my stomach. But over the years, like Instagram has really cemented itself as like a, a force in the industry. And I feel less of that, that nervous feeling like it could all go away. Like for, for a while it felt like the gold rush, you know? Get, do it, get it, and, and get out because it's going to end soon. But now it's like a full-fledged industry, and I feel less of that pit in my stomach. Yeah. Do you do you call yourself an influencer? Or what's your what's the title? You know, I'm going through like a rebrand right now. I don't really know. I really, I mean, you could technically call me a singer. You could call me a host. You could call me an influencer, but I just prefer comedian. What do you, oh, that's what you want. You want to be known as comedian? Yeah. I think it has the most longevity. That's good. Yeah. Although... Listen. To that Who song. knows? That song. It's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I, I, I wish we, I should do fan questions. I mean, there's just like so much fun. There's so many fun things to, to talk about. Um, but I am curious. So Sean and I recently were taking a lot of heat online and it's like, that's, that's, we mentioned the benefits of the community. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so many bad sides. Well, there's some people that, that manipulate information. When you're putting out as much content as you do, there's going to be some things that are like misinterpreted. How do you- And when you're doing it for so long, like times change. Yeah. 10 years ago, you could say stuff that you can't say now. How do you deal with the haters? I mean, there's no way to deal with the haters. I am like moody when it comes to it. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I am above, I am rubber, you are glue. I'm not going to respond. But then sometimes I'm like, you know what? Why do you get to call me fat and ugly and I don't get to call you something? So I go in and I say something back and I immediately always, 10 out of 10 times, will regret it. Oh, man. There's no way to properly deal with it. It depends how I'm feeling. I try and rise above um, WWKD, what would Kim do? But I don't know. Is Kim K like your, your fave? I mean, she's top five for me. I'm just so, I, she's, you know, she, I feel like maybe now I'm just realizing kind of the reason why I relate to her so much is because people regard her and her family as like trash. They don't know anything. When at the exact same time, there are six women like literally creating billion dollar companies and they get no respect for that. They just get treated like reality trash when they're actually like on the cover of Forbes being moguls. Um, I just, I love their whole mentality. I think they're so smart. I think that justice needs to be served for them because they get torn apart um in the media and i just think that they're really smart cool funny business women who have a great sense of family i i am i used to be one of those kim k haters it's so easy because everyone is right i think it's cool but you know what did it for me is 
Um, I was watching the episode of the Family Feud that it was Kim and Kanye versus the Wests. Yeah, and it was the first time that I was I was really like I'm gonna give these people a chance, and I legit I was looking at how Kanye was looking at Kim, and how Kim was like encouraging him back. I was like these people love each other. They, I was like I honestly I was moved. I was like they yeah they they have such a good relationship. Like and you know what it's so crazy because the whole world hates them. And they literally can do no right. Like Kim is now trying to go to law school, studying for the LSAT. She's working on getting people who out of jail back into society. Like she's getting apartments for them. She's getting companies like Lyft to literally agree to hire people who are now out of jail from nonviolent crimes. Like she's doing so much good work and people make fun of her for that. Like she's doing a a docu-series on um, oxygen about people on death row who are innocent. Like how can you make fun of someone for that? I, I literally don't understand crazy Good so point. i just respect them and i'm out here just trying to get justice for them <laughs> uh it's appreciated how do you feel about paris hilton love adore good friend really yeah couldn't love her anymore also the smartest woman ever so you, as the most legitimate business have you seen all these uh netflix documentaries about social media? of course they i i like had forgotten about paris hilton she was not a yeah man. and then it, what, the American meme or whatever mm-hmm. hyped her up and I was like she was like the first influencer she really created like paparazzi influencer culture her business is so impressive like she DJs 300 days a year all around the world she makes a ton of money from her fragrances she has like skincare and it's it's global so like it might not be you know the number one fragrance in America but all over the world she's a genius like and the coolest girl ever wow love her Wow, you seem, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to, like, like, maybe name someone that you would be like, no, I don't like it, but you seem like you get, get along and respect a lot of people. Because you want to know why? I feel like, um, as someone who's had, like, a fair amount of bad press, you think you know something. Like, when, you, when you're a fan and you read things about people on the internet, you think you know them. Yeah. And you don't, because it's so fake, and so much out there is just fake news. So it's like, I've really, in the past three years learn to like give people the benefit of the doubt. Like just because you follow them on Instagram and you read something about them in the daily mail does not mean that you know them at all. You probably don't. Yeah. That's really interesting. And even when we have people come on our show, like we recap all like reality TV and like a villain from the real housewives will come on and she's so nice and wants to go out for drinks. Like you don't know anyone just because you watch them on the TV. You think you know them. You don't know anything about them. Most people are nice and good people and have good intentions. (laughs) It's just fun watching you get on a tangent. I know. Good. Or not a tangent. You just got on a roll. No, we always joke that our show shouldn't be called the morning toast. It should be called the morning tangent. <laughs> oh man. Um, what, what is your preferred social platform? Instagram stories. Like I'm so over feed. I do not fuck with IGTV. Really? I love Instagram stories. I've been, I was with you on IGTV, but I'm kind of throwing some love towards it. Okay. I just don't feel like I'm the type of person whose content is fit for that exact medium, but there are people who are. That's fair. That's fair. And And it's a great like merge of like blogging, not on YouTube. Yeah. I was checking out your YouTube channel. It's crazy. It's pretty good. Like the Claudia. Yeah. I used to like fuck so hard with YouTube. It's just a, it's a medium that I can't figure out. It's hard. it's hard and I put a lot of energy and time and money into it and I didn't find it to be super fun. Yeah. And I'm all about fun. And I feel like of all the, I feel like YouTubers sometimes are the worst. They get the worst rep. Yeah. Well, that maybe partly deserved. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you, did you follow the challenger games at all? 
Yeah, what's up? About this. So the Paul mm-hmm. brothers hosted this track meet for YouTube celebs. Okay. And everybody's Sounds out cool. tearing hamstrings and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Anyway. I don't I've I've recently started to dabble into um like YouTuber beauty drama. Like I am a James Charles now Stan. Oh wow. Yeah, I actually really like him and I think he's super well spoken, but deeply problematic. Um but I just I, I can't I can't figure it out. I don't think I'll ever be like a YouTuber who like lives for other people's YouTube channels. I don't know. You said you said Stan a couple of times, like M. Charles Stan. What is that? Oh. Um, you know what Stan <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that it stands for stalker fan, but it really means like someone who you like truly idolize. It's like a level above fan. Like you just love and adore no matter what. Like Taylor Swift can do no wrong. Because I'm a fan of a lot of people, but I'm a yeah. stan of very few people. Gotcha. Wow. It's like a higher, it's a premium subscription. <laughs> um, Okay, so you want to be a comedian. Who is your favorite comedian? Joan Rivers, also the background on my phone. Let me see. Prove it. Wow. Have you ever heard of Anthony Jeselnik? No. Oh, my gosh. Super politically incorrect. So crazy. I'm going to have to see. Well, that's what's so weird is like comedy is this space where it's like, you can't be offended. We're going to say whatever the fuck we want. And you can't be. <laughs> but digital is the opposite. It's like, we're all politically correct. We're all entitled to our feelings. Everyone is super sensitive. So when you merge the two, I'm like in this really weird space of like trying to embrace both worlds, which is not easy. And, and that's why you think comedian has the longest, the longest. Uh, yeah. I just think that, I mean, I love being on tour. It's so much fun. It's so nerve wracking. It's very creatively challenging and I, there are so many people who I like look up to who all started out doing stand-up, writing for TV shows, like being comedians. Um, it's a, it's hard. I've like listened to comedians talk about their job and like how they go about it. Do you watch comedians in cars? You know what? I haven't gotten into that. No. It's honestly, it's not worth it. Like Jerry Seinfeld is like he takes he talks about comedians like they're firefighters, like out here saving lives, doing the hardest job ever. <laughs> I mean, like, I think. To his credit, I think like them speaking about any issues in society in a humorous way, like is important, but I, I would Same. firefighter. No, but he just like is so dramatic on the show. I can't. What issues do you address? I'm curious. Or do, go to your show for sure. But like, is there anything? What do you mean? Is there like one theme of, or one issue in society that you feel like you really attack? Um, no, because like I said, like being in the middle of like this, this oh. position. I kind of have taken that as an opportunity. Like my entire show is like completely self-deprecating. It's all about me because I figure if I'm talking about me, I can't offend anyone else, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times people love that humor because they're like, it just makes it. Yeah. It's fun. And you never want to go to a comedy show and feel like you're going to be attacked. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I've been to comedy clubs as like a patron and have been called on when I'm just trying to like enjoy my life and have a night out. And it's, it's the worst. And comedians who do that, honestly, I just don't agree with it. Um, cause you're just going out for, for a fun night out. You don't want to feel like you're being put on the spot and, and it's just, it's not my style at all. Um, so I just figure, you know, another opportunity to talk about myself. Now, I was about to say the, the calling out of the audience seems like it would be the most terrifying experience ever. You know what? It's like, I'm just, and everyone's different. I'm just not that type of person. Like I, everything I do online in real life is like a platform of joy. I just want to make people happy. Like times are tough right now. Terrible things are happening in the world. Yeah. So for an hour, every morning, you want to come to my show, 
think about nothing but, you know, dumb jokes about the Kardashians. Like, cool. It's, it's a form of escapism. Some people like to fuse politics with, with their comedy. That's not my style. I really firmly believe it's just like, let's forget about the troubles of the world for a minute and just sit back, have a drink and relax and don't have to feel like you might be put on the spot and called a mean name. Yeah. What is your creative process? Like how, how'd you come up with the show for your, uh, the content for your show? It's evolved quite a lot, but I find myself being like influenced by the town that I'm in. Ben, are you flushing the toilet right now? What up? <laughs> you did not just flush the toilet, Ben. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I find myself being influenced by the town that I'm in because you don't realize how small your world is until you leave it. Like I've grown up here. I've lived here forever. I went to college here. I don't really have much life experience outside of New York. So going to new places all across the country, like you see how big the world is and how different people are. And there's something really funny about those differences. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a, you know, a lot of people talk about meditation and a lot of comedians are into that. Not you. No, I can't be quiet for more than five minutes. Like, I don't know how the fuck people meditate before my show. I get like so hyped up and like jump. I power pose. I know those were proven by like psychology to not work, but they definitely work. I power pose in the mirror and I tell myself, I'm like, you are a fucking hot skinny bitch. Get the fuck out. Oh my God. Oh man. Oh, I have to go to your show. I freaking love Yes, you do. I'd eat it up. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay, what what do you, what are your hobbies outside of you know I know you're busy right now, but you mentioned Netflix. Live. What are your favorite shows on there? Um, I just finished Orange Is the New Black. Amazing. I just started Californication. Trash. I can't believe that show got <laughs> seven seasons. I I don't understand it at all. Um, just also finished Game of Thrones. Wonderful show. I'm a true Friends fanatic. I started a petition when Netflix was going to take it off of their platform last year, and it got a hundred thousand signatures, and it. They spent $100 million and bought it for one more year. Wow. Everybody give Claudia an applause. She deserved Doing it. The Lord's work. I'm, I'm a friend fanatic. Not the hero we want, but the hero but we But the need. hero we deserve. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, uh, I have not watched Orange's New Black. By the it's way, you're, you're like adjectives. Your vocabulary, is this something that you like build? Because I feel like your opinions, the words that you use are hilarious but also like you you speak your mind very clearly well I talk so much you know my job is talking every day on the show on my Instagram stories on tour that I've kind of developed this just like weird lingo you're good at it you're really good at it what <laughs> I are, hope so what are your goals I would say I, I mean I actually really maybe a year ago realized that it's super important to actually have goals because then you know when you're accomplishing them like if you're just being successful you never know like it, it makes it more of like a, a special moment. And I actually started a, a notes in my phone when I realized, I'm like, you know what? These are things I actually want to have done. Let me find them. Wow, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, here. Um, my like, biggest dream would be a special for, for, my, for my tour. Um, obviously, Netflix preferred, but I'll take what I can get. Like, literally crackle. I don't care. Um, my goal that I just accomplished was to do a show at the Beacon Theater in New York, which I did. Check. Congrats. Um, so now my next goal after that is to do my next New York show at Radio City Music Hall. So hopefully check soon. Wow. And then ironically, another last one of my goals is to be on Comedians in Cars, even though I just trashed it. Yeah, we, we could cut that part out for you. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It just really proves how much of a two-faced bitch I am. <laughs> Those are great goals. Those are really good. 
things. I feel like I try to make them as specific as possible. Like I recently learned like you, if you don't physically like verbalize something that you want, how is the world going to know you want it? It's like ask, believe, receive. Yes. No, that's so true. Yeah. Like who knows? Maybe I know Jerry Seinfeld. I don't, but like maybe no, I don't. You just, I don't. <laughs> if you keep those things like inside, they're never going to happen. Like you actually need to verbalize it. There's something powerful about just saying stuff. Yeah. I also, we were talking about getting old and I also realized like you can like really be bored when you're old and not like have anything to think about. And people get excited when they're like, Hey, that person wants something really badly. Can I help them? Or like, can I, yeah. You know it's what I'm also saying? Just nice to have something to look forward to. Yeah. Because if you, if you're, if you're successful and you, and you hit benchmarks, it can almost feel like, Oh great. Something else. like you don't get excited about it anymore. But so if you have certain benchmarks to hit, it makes it more fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are three pieces of advice that you have learned professionally or personally that could apply to the audience? Uh, first one is be nice to everyone, um, even if they're making it really difficult for you. But people will, are more likely to remember you if you're nice than if you're not nice. So like every meeting on set, like you just be nice to everyone. And it sounds simple. And like celebrities like love to say like, you know, it's so nice, like as if it's hard, but it's important. Don't be a piece of shit. Um, two, I would say, really for, for the digital element is like, just try and be as authentic as possible, especially on the internet. Social media users are, be, are becoming increasingly more savvy. And if you're out here just like being fake as hell, like they know, you know? Yeah. So it's, it only behooves you to just like really be yourself, embrace who you are, because there's, the cool thing about the internet is that it's filled with so many people, like you are bound to find a group of people who like you for who you are, which is not always easy in the real world. Yeah. And number three, um, take time for yourself. I don't do that, but I hear it's good. Good. Well, that's good. And did you notice you use the word behoove? Like this is what I'm saying. College. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> um, can you show the audience Ben's merch real quick? Oh like my god! It, I just oh here. That, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that was kind of an inappropriate ask, but <laughs> <laughs> Ben. Ben merch. I actually just made it away because I'm uh, on the table, but um, he makes the best merch. Like it's so soft and very breathable. It's hard to find clothes to sleep in because I'm like a sweater in my sleep. This is a very thin breathable material. Oh, wow. Check it out. Um, yeah. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, of course it was an honor. Please send my best to Sean and the fetus. I'm thinking about you guys all the time. May, mark my words. We will make it to a show. Yes, but you will probably be new parents by October. So no pressure. I'm not saying LA though. I think, I think you're in like Atlanta or something, but no. we'll make it happen. You see, you do know the schedule by heart. No, I just know that I've already. <laughs> <been to Atlanta. laughs> okay. We'll figure it out, but thank you. Claudia. Of course.